Man, we are flying. Two hours down, one hour to go. It's already a short week as is. We got a lot that we got to get done. So nice to have you here. In case you are late to it, I am Jim Rome. This is The Jungle. We had Andrew Whitworth in hour number one. He was tremendous. I've got Barry Sanders scheduled at 1140. Arguably the best ever. Barry Sanders at 1140. Looking forward to that. Right now, not the best ever. Not arguably, not reportedly, not maybe. He's all right. Anyway, what we do have, though, is an awesome Monday night matchup. We got a repeat of last year's Super Bowl. You know what that music means. A repeat of last year's Super Bowl, Eagles v. Chiefs. You could argue that neither one of them is quite what they were last year, right now. But they're still the top seeds in their respective conferences, so it's still an awesome matchup. Still a tough game to bet, but still an awesome matchup. Let me say it one more time. As much fun as it is to get down, especially on a Monday night, in a game of this magnitude, still, hashtag no easy bets. No easy bets. No easy bets. I've never seen an easy bet, ever. Head, let me bring you in. There are no easy bets, but you did it again. You won the weekend with your NFL picks. Congrats. How you feeling today? Life is good, baby boy. Really, really good. <laughs> I'm waiting How about to hear that, from baby Eddie, boy. Though. It's the best ever. I cannot wait baby to hear boy. from you. <laughs> he's not. He's got to be having a tough time. Eddie is not calling, dude. He's How? not calling. He's probably not coming out of the apartment. I think he's going to spin it. I think he's going to try somehow, some way. I have faith in. Uh, oh, no, he's got. He has Matt. to come in, right? He has yeah, to. He's got to come in. You have to do dude, that. Dean, when Dino in Vegas is winning, you have to come in. He's dunking on Eddie right now. I mean, Rex Lee dunking on me. Can't believe that Dino <laughs> yeah. is dunking on him. Is that a this is much worse. Yeah. Yes, by far. I think so. What do you think? I do. Question, huh, okay, <laughs> Dino. No, Which no, one no, are you no. enjoying more, though? Yeah. Not um, Rex Lee. Yeah, yeah of course. That's pretty much the highlight of your life. Posterizing. All right. Posterizing. <laughs> spell spell that head. No, thank you. Spell head head. Uh, no, nah, we're good. Uh, yeah. I, I can spot you the H, the E, the A, and the D, and you still couldn't spell head. J E T. All right. So on paper, let's get to it. Head on paper, it looks like one of the games of the year. It looks like it's gonna be an absolute blast. It doesn't always play out like that on the grass. I'm thinking though, this game is going to kick ass. We just need to decide how to play it. And how to get paid. The number has been moving around a bit this morning. Where has that number stopped? And what are you doing with this game, Head? Yeah, it keeps moving up and down. The number is right now Kansas City minus two and a half once again. I'm going to lay the points and go with the Chiefs here. Um, chalky little pitch. Chalky little pitch tonight. Got to be chalky with this one. Um, neither team has been as good as they were last year. I agree with that. But Casey's defense is better. It's actually really good. They rank second in scoring and fifth in yards per play, but their weakness is their run defense, and that's not great tonight. They allow four and a half yards per carry, and as yeah, we know, the Eagles Philly, don't run it as well anymore, do they? No, they do not. But, Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's all right. But they do have a massive advantage in the trenches, and that's what worries me tonight against Kansas City. And if Casey loads up in the box, Jalen will beat them over the top, as we know, with the best wideout tandem in the NFC, namely that AJ guy. So. Patrick is going to have to put up some points. And despite having the opposite receiving room in his building than Sorry to interrupt, Ted. You're doing what you always do. You make an argument for the other team that's a better argument than the team you're picking. You've been doing this lately the last few weeks. I do it all the time, though. I just want to throw it all out there. Fair enough. Go ahead. Yeah, But I think tonight, why I like Kansas City is I think Pat's receivers actually produce. 
if they can actually catch the damn ball, that is. And because it's the Eagles' pasty has been, well, uh, you know, backside Molinari. Entering the weekend, the Eagles have... Thank you. Wait, who, who would have ever said that about that secondary either? I know. It's wild. They're going to get better, though, with the addition they made, and now your guys are going to be healthy. But entering this weekend, they had given up the most receptions, yards, and touchdowns to wideouts, and they have allowed a 130.4 rating to tight ends. Not good when the other team has the world's most popular Swifty who can't be covered anyways. Another interesting battle will be uh, the Kansas City line against that Eagles pass rush. Remember, the Eagles were hyped before the Super Bowl about being historical, and the Chiefs line shut their ass down, 0.0 sacks. Philly said it was because of the garbage-ass field in Arizona, but we will see tonight. Numbers, Jalen Hurts also has never been good as an ATS um, dog. He's 5-10 and 10 on his career, and Pat and Andy are 5-0 and 0 coming off the bye. Let's hope they take a play out of Coach Paper Rock Sirianni's playbook, and less thinking means a talent takeover. Less in thinking equals talent takeover. Chiefs minus 2.5. Where's the camera? All right. Yeah, Interesting analysis. I, I'm going to double up on some of what you said, but tough. To, first of all, Less thinking does equal talent takeover. Less thinking equals talent takeover. That's true. That's that will mean. always be true. Where's the camera? Tough call, though. Tough call. As mentioned at the moment, I think both of these teams, while in their top or the top of both conferences, I, I don't think they were that they were last year, but they're good still. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is still and always will be dangerous. Mahomes? His interception rate, though, Head, has never been higher. His touchdown yeah. rate has never been lower. Mm-hmm. They're still good offensively, but they're not the juggernaut they've been in the past. Good news for them. Philly is actually, how do I put this? How do I put this? Uh, Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. Utter ass in defending the opposition's tight end. They just are. They're terrible. Philadelphia cannot cover tight ends, and they have to deal with arguably the best tight end ever in Travis Kelsey, a guy that Mahomes targets way more than anybody else. Everybody knows that's coming, and nobody can stop it. And I would imagine, especially Philadelphia, they can't stop anybody's tight end, much less the best tight end. On the flip side, they're going to be without their tight end, Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to have theirs. They have to contend with the best in the game, and they're pretty much the worst at defending that position. Go figure out how that's going to work. Losing Goddard to me is a problem, but to your point, they still have Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. They still have Devontae Smith. They still have A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. and both have been awesome, especially Brown. Hurts has been solid the last three weeks. QB rating of 100-plus. Mm-hmm. They're just not running it as well as they did last year. That may not be an issue week to week, but I think it might be tonight, even mm-hmm. if you don't think so. And then back to that point about the Chiefs' offense not being what it was, to your point, the offense is not what it was, but the defense, dude, is yeah. as stout as it's been in quite some time. When was the last time you remember a Chiefs' defense being this good? Um, Gunther. Ah, time's up. Yeah, yeah Gunther. <laughs> you love Gunther, dude. Loved him back you in the loved day. loved Gunther. Yeah. Anyway, the thing to me about KC is they get heavy pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and they can do so without tricking it up or getting super exotic with it. They can get pressure with four dudes. Mm -hmm. And as dangerous as Smith and Brown are, the Chiefs' secondary has been really solid. They effectively shut Tyreek Hill down, and they shut him up, and those two things are nearly impossible to do. In short, while maybe not what they were, they're still good enough that I feel fairly comfortable in laying the points. I'm yes. with you. Jeez. Jeez. Minus two and a half. 
Now, the thing that you're better at than I am, Where's the camera? you're really good at hedging that bet with a prop bet or two. Is there anything that you see that you like? Unless my guys get hurt, that is. Um, I, I'll, I'll play off your Mahomes theory here. Over .5 interceptions, minus 110 money. You mentioned his interception rate. He's on pace to throw 15 interceptions this season. Mm. It would be a career high for him. He's forcing a lot of stuff because of those wideouts. So let's go over .5 interceptions tonight. I like that. Anything yeah. else? Uh, you could go Rasheed Rice anytime touchdown like for plus 210. I mean, I mentioned those Eagles numbers. That's not a bad play on plus 210. He's got four touchdowns, same as Kelsey. And he's probably the one guy that'll get it outside of Kelsey down there, I would think. Would you spend money, or are you just saying, yeah, if you want something to do, you can do this, but I'm not doing it? I'd go smaller on it. I'd spend a little money. All right. I feel you. Run it back. What do you got tonight? Chiefs minus 2.5 v. Eagles. Patrick Mahomes over .5 interceptions. And Rasheed Rice plus 210 number for a touchdown at any time. All right, Head. Nice job. Let's do it. Let's get paid. Thank you. Can't wait for Barry. Goat. Barry's the goat. Barry's coming up. Looking forward to that. Nice job, Head. Well done. All right, so he won another weekend. Haters, do what you're going to do. It doesn't matter what the number is as long as you win the weekend. If you pick more games correctly than you do incorrectly and you make money, win. That's a win. Some of you people are greedy or ignorant and like, hey, how did you win? You didn't get them all right. Oh, we didn't get them all right. We got more right than we got wrong. Win. Win, win, win. Feeling good about that. All right, Head. Nice job. You and I on the same page this time. Chiefs minus two and a half. At Columbus Hawks 74. Jim, Lincoln's problem is not his defense. It's his wee fence. Regards, Jim Harbaugh. There's no offense. There's no defense. It's, it's a wee fence. You know, imagine Ryan Day for a minute. Remember how... Ryan Day lashed out at 86-year-old Lou Holtz. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. I like Ryan Day, but that, that was not a good look. Optics of that were all wrong. Like, dude, you're piling on a geriatric. You're, you're piling on somebody, I don't want to say an invalid, but you're piling on the elderly. There, aren't there laws against that? You didn't prove anything with that. So, really good coach who beats everybody that he's supposed to beat, but of late, not Michigan. And And the fact of the matter is, Buckeye fan doesn't care if you beat everybody in the world except Michigan. You can get away with beating Michigan and beating nobody else and keep your job. If you went 1-10 in every year, but every win was against Michigan, they'd probably let you coach forever. So... How bad are the optics going to be if Michigan not only beats them a third time in a row, but beats them without the ultimate Michigan man on the sidelines that day? And you got Sharon Wright beating Ryan Day. More, excuse me. Was that Coach Harbaugh? I, I mean, Ryan Day's got to have it. And by the way, I'm not saying he's going to have it. I'm saying he's got to have it. The optics would not be good. And then Michigan Man, do you have any idea how insufferable, if you think Michigan Man is insufferable right now, do you have any idea how insufferable Michigan Man, and I mean you collectively at this point, 
not just Harbaugh. Do you have any idea how insufferable Michigan men will be if they punk Ohio State without Harbaugh? And then play it out. What if they go into the playoff and they win? What if they win a natty? How insufferable Michigan men will be. And then when Harbaugh inevitably parlays that into an NFL job and Michigan men tries to blame us for it, how insufferable they'll be. Ryan Day, dude, have yourself one and get it done. Do everybody a favor, starting with yourself, and find a way to get that done. Otherwise, Michigan men will take over, and it will be insufferable. Stucknut wants in. Just let Rogan Loam drive your car. If he gets out of the driveway without hitting anything, he's already off to a good start. Rogan Loam. Oh, dude, he wants to. Well, believe me, he wants to. He, he's fearless about asking me for anything except that. They, they know better not to. Jake, Jake, Jake will ask. Or Jake will be like, yo, can we take it out? And then at some point he'll try to convince me to let him drive it, which I do. Rogues. Rogues is not quite up to that yet. He thinks he is. Wait, wait, wait. Tommy, why is Wells on my screen? We looking to sneak that in? Didn't we ban him from the program? Put your buds in, dude. Put your buds in, bud. Love this song. Dude, why why is Wells? Didn't we ban Wells? It's a fair question. I thought it was a kind of funny uh, tweet he sent to you about his banishment, and I thought this response by Steven in Denver was even funnier. Oh. Oh, I see. You got a strategy. See, I didn't even read it. I just saw the name, and I'm like, whoa, wait. that, That jumped out of nowhere. That guy. I was like, the Miano Pan saying... Whoa, whoa, that house jumped out of nowhere. Where did that come from? Wells, Wells is like the house that jumped out of nowhere that I drove into. Logic was going to work He's as big as a house and like he out of nowhere. But I didn't read it. So what you're saying to me is it may work because it's about what we're talking about. All right, let me see. I just feel like I'm driving around, minding my own business, and then, oh, whoa, I jumped the curb and drove into a house. Wells. Wells in the 7-2-0. If Jerry Jones can let Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor, you can let me back in the jungle. Stop being a Jera and unban me. You see, Wells, this is why you're banned. Because of idiocy and imbecility like that. That makes no sense. Jimmy Johnson is a legend, an icon, a genius. One of the best to ever do what he did. That's why it made no sense, genius, you being the genius now, Wells, that Jarrah ran him off. I ran you off because day after day, month after month, year after year, you made everything worse to the point where I couldn't take it anymore and you crossed the line one time too many. So how is that? How are those two things similar, Wells? Well, how does your mind work, bro? What world do you live in? Like, oh, I got it. I got Rome on this one. Dude, you just prove my point for me. Let's see what Casa Bonita 23 has to say. At Wells in the 720 at Jim Rome. Will you, we'll let you back in when it's December of 1923. On December that makes more 30th, sense. 
1923. So Stephen and Denver responded to Wells. Well, why not? If Atrick let Jim in, why won't you let me in? Because Jim is incredible and you're you? Wells, dude, if you had just heeded my advice, you wouldn't be in this position right now. I didn't do anything to you. You did this to yourself. Get me some oxygen. See you in 1923, Wells. And by that, I mean never. Unless you can invent a time machine, bro, and then I'll let you back in. I'll make you that deal, Wells. Go out back, get a few two-by-fours, get a few wires, and start building. If you can build a time machine that will take us back to 1923, and you and I can trip around with the rights or whatever was going on in 23, I will let you back on the show. But then you got to get us back to 2023. Man. <laughs> you got to go both ways. You have to build a time machine that goes both ways. And it's got to be invisible. If you can do that, Wells... And I'm skeptical because you can't even articulate a single sports take that makes sense. But if you can build a time machine that can take us back to 23, yes, I will welcome you back in. As for now, overruled. Ban is still in existence. Okay, nice try with that one, though, dude. Great argument. Hey, man, he let Jimmy Johnson back in. Why won't you let me back in? Oh, I hadn't thought about that, Wells. Great point. Said nobody ever. Wow. All right, I'm going to get out. Wells, damn it, Wells, you almost took me off my clock. I need to stay consistent and disciplined to make sure I'm ready when Barry Sanders is ready. And not only that, Wells, I almost pulled that idiotic thing that athletes do when things don't go their way, and they punch the wall. I smashed my fist on on the desk because I was so aggravated with you. And you know what? It hurts. What if it blows up? What if I broke my hand doing that, Wells? It'd be like you stepped on it or sat on it or something. Anyway, Wells, you got a lot of air time today. Way more than you deserve. Now I'm done. No, One question no. for you. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so utterly amazing? Well, a million reasons, and I don't have nearly enough time to lay them all out. But I'm going to start with the fact that it's a family business, which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. I said the world's, not the country's, the world's finest beef jerky. Do not get fooled or scammed by other brands. All beef jerky is not one and the same. Make sure you choose the one, the best one, the world's finest one, the one where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough because of the ingredients. They use only the best ingredients. They do not skim on this. They don't take any shortcuts. There is no, like, beef jerky hack. They have a process. They trust the process. They stay within the process. Grab and go with a 4-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag where there's enough for the entire team. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Trust the process. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Did you know that Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means 
you are never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Discover.com slash credit card limitations do apply. All right, so let's do an ATP right here. ATP is going to come a little bit early. If you want to get one in, send it right now. We can still take them because Barry Sanders is supposed to join me next segment. Normally, the ATP is the last segment of the show. We're doing them early. Hit me up. Jim, how do you feel about television stations in Los Angeles breaking into programming to show police chases? Being from the Midwest, it has always fascinated me that that's a thing, as it would never happen here. Do you watch them, or does it anger you? Love the show. Joe in Cleveland. All right, Joe, a few things. Not only do local TV stations break in, multiple local TV stations will break in to cover the same chase. It's not like there's one station is doing it. Like, I don't want to say they all do it, but multiples do. Local CBS, local NBC, local ABC, like they're all doing it. How there aren't helicopters flying into each other in the air covering this, I have no idea. And you're probably asking me as somebody who's kind of a ombudsman of sorts, somebody who's been around, an OG, how do I feel about that? I love it, man. We watch him. Who's not looking at a wreck? Who's not looking at a train wreck? Who's not, who's not slowing down on the freeway to crane? Hell, how do I feel about it? I can't take my eyes off it. And I always feel dirty and grimy afterwards. Because I wasted two hours and nothing that out of the ordinary happened. They always end the same way. And if they don't, they don't let you see how it ends. The stuff you really want to see, they've gotten so adept at covering it, they don't let you see. And it always ends the same way. It's always some shirtless dude out of the car, you know, gets a flat tire, hits one of the spikes, runs through a neighborhood, scales a few fences, or sometimes they surrender peacefully. No, but you're right, though. It's a thing. It's a genre. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. There's no way they're doing it just because it's for public information. Obviously, the ratings must suggest that eyeballs are on that thing. They're not turning it off because they'll cover it. And the other thing I love about those chases, it's the anchors having to fill dead air. Anchors having to ad lib. Anchors not being able to take the analysis out of the prompter. Anchors showing who they really are. I mean, there are a few that can do it, but most of them can't. And they just say the most inane things. And that, to me, is like even more entertaining than the moron who stole the car who thought he could outrun police radios without the shirt. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Hey, do you think, you think uh, maybe he, uh, you think maybe uh, he, uh, uh, back to you, Joe. Wait, what? It's incredible. So, no, anyway, Joe in Cleveland, to answer your question, it does not anger me, and If it's late at night and DJ and I are getting ready to go to bed and we're looking for something to watch and we stop on one of those, we stop on one of those. It's part of being a SoCal. Hi, Jim. What is your favorite sitcom of all time? Bella B. in Calgary. It's been a lot of sitcoms, Bella. Kind of gone through stages over the years. But you know, I love Frasier. 
I love Kelsey Grammer, man. I love Frasier. I think that show is brilliantly written. And I watched the reboot of it, not as brilliantly written. I hate to say it. I love the guy. I've always actually wanted to interview the guy. Love that. I used to like Taxi back in the day. I'm just throwing old school sitcoms at you. But some of the ones that you think that I might say I'm not really that big on. I'll leave it at that. Van Smack. How did Cody the Ragdoll react to Logan Rome, James and Hunter? I don't, well, okay, I do know. Well, well, but a better question would be, which one of those two cats had the absolute crap massacre that I had to clean up the other morning? It was horrific. You know what's a great show that DJ and I like together? Shit's Creek. Funny show. Really funny show. We love that show. I'm trying to think of the sitcoms that Dodger Jano and I watch together. Hey, DJ, if you're listening right now, I got a show for you. The Cat Crap Massacre. Crap smeared all over the floor. She's like, oh, I know. What do you think I do every morning when you're in the office? It was brutal. I opened up that door, Mike. No! Sapphire, the rescue cat, has been illing. So I think he's got some issues. It was disgusting, man. I thought about burning the house down rather than trying to clean it. It would have been easier. Burning. Jimmy Jim. Is Logan's Boulder College experience incentive-based? And if it is, does he understand? Hey, Brent, I don't even understand, so how could he understand? I don't even understand what you're saying. If by incentive-based, you mean, did I pull him aside before he left and said, stay straight? You know, by that, I mean, keep your head down, get good grades, don't be a knucklehead, or I'll haul your ass home, pull you out of school, and you'll go the JUCO rank and get a job. If that's what you mean by incentive-based, then yes. Then yes. Stop asking that question. Stop asking that question, Brent. I don't even understand it. So we're clear. This guy writes, Jimmy, will there be an early Wednesday beef segment this week? Good question. Good question. I'd say probably yes. A better question would be, will Dodger Jano be able to talk me into having Logan in studio tomorrow? She's pushing for it. Rogan so I've been challenging her on, really? So what do you think that conversation looks like? She's trying to come up with questions. Sweetheart. Those aren't the best questions. They're very obvious. Sweetheart. I will I will spare I will spare you by reading some of your proposed questions. Even Wells could come up with those questions. Well no, he couldn't. That's not true. Alright, I want to get out so I stay on the clock just to make sure. I want to be ready when the goat calls or zooms. Ken writes, hey, Rome, Wells is the Mike McCarthy of Jimmy Johnson's. Hey, Wells, here's the thing, dude. I I think that you think that you have support when you have none. There's not one person on the X that wants you to come back in. Listen, look at these things. War at Jim Rome doubling down on the ban on Wells and the 360. Lock him up and throw away the key. Hey, mosh pit chat. I thought that I had. 
Max on the Peninsula writes, Every time Wells attempts to lift his ban, see, that that in and of itself tells you everything. I'm not lifting the ban. He's trying to lift his own ban. Every time Wells attempts to lift his ban, all I can hear is, Yvonne, Yvonne, just unban me, please. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple. Just unban me, please. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please. All right, I'm going to look for Barry Sanders when we come back. I think we'll do one last segment, and I think we'll be really happy about it. This last segment would include a conversation with Barry Sanders, where we are efforting right now, trying to get that set up on Zoom, so we'll have that momentarily. Obviously, a short week this week. I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here Wednesday, and then, you know, Thanksgiving. You could still get through right now. 1-800-636-8686. DJ is still negotiating with me. She does not like it when I mention what she's sending me on the air. I've tried to convince her a million times, then don't send it. If it pops in when I'm on the air and I see it, there's a good chance I'm going to use it. But she's asking, is it okay if we come in at this time? You have no idea how unusual this is. DJ never, ever, ever, ever comes in the studio. DJ has only appeared on this show once in 30 years. Logs is totally ambivalent. As I said yesterday or Friday, I don't even know if he knows what I do for a living. You know, like, hey, hey, you want to go see dad at work? Yeah, what does he do again? Like, what dad, does dad work at a factory like his dad owned a factory? Like, what does dad do? You know what your father does. No, really, I don't. And do we have to? Now, Lopes is kind of like, I could, sure. Whatever you guys want, what would we talk about? I'm like, great question, Logs. Why don't you ask producer mom? And we'll see. Anyway, that, that's not yet done yet, but Jano picks her spots, and this is a spot. She's pushing for it. So we'll see. If there's a week to do it, it's this week. Like, I wonder if I were to say to DJ, hey, I got a better idea. Why don't we give the kid a lot of runway? Why don't we give the kid some legitimate real estate and let him be on the pod, the JR pod, with Logan Rome? I wonder if DJ would be like, that's cool. Or she'd be like, no, he's handsome. Put him on TV. Like every mom thinks their kid is really handsome, right? Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Put Logan on TV. Yeah, but then won't Jake want to be on TV? But Jake's not in town. Jake's not in town. Jake won't be here on Tuesday. All right, as promised. We are joined right now by a legendary running back, the 1988 Heisman Trophy winner at Oklahoma State. He played 10 years for the Detroit Lions. He led the league in rushing four times. He is the third leading rusher in NFL history. He is a 10-time Pro Bowler. He is a 10-time All-Pro, 1997 NFL MVP, member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, class of 2004, and the subject of a brand-new documentary, The Greatest Mystery in Sports History, Bye Bye Barry. It debuts today on Prime Video. I am, of course, talking about Barry Sanders. Barry, it is great to have you on the program. Barry, how are you doing? Hey there, Jim. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Dude, I am awesome, and it's great to have you on. So let me ask you, it's been a minute since you and I got caught up. How are you living these days? And besides the doc, which is what we're going to get to, how are you keeping busy these days? 
I'm doing great, man. You know, I'm um, I'm involved in a few businesses. My agent sends me out, you know, to do things like Heisman House and other stuff like that. You know, I've got kids in college, you know, one playing basketball at Michigan State. Um, another one actually getting recruited. We're doing trips to colleges and that kind of thing. So staying staying busy and productive, um, you know, can't complain. Yeah, I love that, actually. I just went through that whole thing. We just dropped one of our sons off at Boulder, and we had another one graduate from Wisconsin recently, so I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I'm curious, Barry. It's like one thing to be Barry Sanders. Your dad, William, was unbelievable. Like, he was your biggest fan. He loved the game so much. He had lots of really – he had takes, man. He had takes and takes and takes and a huge personality. I'm curious, how do you treat it with your ball-playing child? Do you feel the same way, or do you kind of leave it alone a little bit? How do you approach that with your kids? No, I mean I feel like I'm hands on to to some degree. I don't I don't have as many takes as my dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um but no, I'm 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 involved in it. I I enjoy the process, enjoy seeing them sort of uh being able to to be participate in something like college sports and and that kind of thing. Um so to me, I'm I'm having a great time with it. Barry Sanders joining us. He's got a documentary, which I'm eager to get to. One more thought about William. Barry, for those who don't know, your dad, and he knew ball, and he had strong opinions, who did he rank as the top three running backs ever from top to bottom, in order? Who would he have said? <laughs> uh, number one was was Jim Brown. Um, number two was um, he may he may even slide Jim Brown into the number two spot as well. <laughs> and then and then maybe 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 I was number three. I think you know it's, it's hard to it's hard to really pin pin him down on exactly how he felt about me, but it was it was, it was pretty clear that Jim Brown was the man. Um, and rest in peace, Mr. Brown. Fantastic person and player. And um, and one thing I never did was argue with my dad. <laughs> Barry, just so we're clear on this, what he did, what William used to say was, hey, Barry, you're great. I'm your biggest fan, man. You're incredible. But the top three running backs ever were Jim Brown, William Sanders, and Barry Sanders, right? That's what he used to say. <laughs> it's the best. He, he, yeah, he, he has said that. He has, he has, he has slid himself. He kind of slid himself into, into the number two spot. I mean, there's no, there's no real footage from that, I don't know, 56 <laughs> High school season at North High School, but <laughs> dude, it must have been a hell of a year, man. I guess we just have he to take his word for it. Big year, dude. You must have right. a big year. Barry Sanders joining us. So Barry right. says it says it right in the title of the doc, right? Greatest mystery in sports history. Bye bye, Barry. There were so many theories at that time, and even still today, as to why you would walk away when you walked away. You had so much great football with you. I mean, can you finally answer this question? Why did you leave the game when you left the game? Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a question, Jim. That that a lot of fans still ask me to this day. Um, you know, twenty something years later, um, I you know I was I was happy to join up with NFL Films and and um, you know with Prime Video to be able to just you know go through my career um, and so many aspects of my career and even and certainly my retirement. Um, you know, and and um, I think it's all answered there. I think I think. Um, you know, I think at that year 10 or even before, you know, I just knew that, um, you know, I just knew for me that uh, it was time to move on, but we certainly go into great details about, you know, just different things happening around then, um, you know, and, and so, and so, um, and so, yeah, that, you know, that, that's pretty much how, how it happened. 
I understand, Barry, that we don't want to give up the dock itself, and they need to watch the dock. I've seen the dock. It's great. So I already know how it plays out. Let me take a shot at this and answer this the way you will. Was it a situation whereby maybe you were just through with the situation in Detroit, or were you just kind of through with football and that life at that point? No, yeah, I think I think for me at year ten, uh, that's kind of where I was in life, um, you know, and and um, it wasn't, uh, you know, so yeah, it, was, it wasn't like injury or anything like that, um, you know. It, it was, you know, just at at year ten, you know, I was at that point. Um, you know, and, and there were no, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, there, there were external factors happening, uh, in and around that. Um, and you know, who knows, who knows what happens, you know, or what would have happened, you know, had we been coming off an NFC championship game, you know, or, or something like that, or a Super Bowl loss or whatever else, you know, but, but there were no, no factors like that. I was still pretty healthy. You know, I still probably had, you know, several years left in me, um, you know, at least um, at least, you know, I, you know, there were no injuries, you know, uh, preventing me con- from continuing to play. It was just a decision that I made. Barry Sanders is joining us. So when you made that decision, Barry, did you ever look back? Did you ever second guess it or were you always content with it? And was it always forward and never back? Jim, I think for me, I, it was always forward. I think I always felt pretty content with it. Um, it's something that that I kind of mowed over for a while, and I, you know, I, I always, um, you know, I, there was some part of me that did always look forward to um, life after football, um, and understanding that you know it's definitely a young man's game, and no matter no matter um, how long you play or how long you want to play, um, just so many things have to work in your favor. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and so, and so, yeah, so I, I, it's not something I ever really regretted. I was always kind of grateful for the 10 years that I had. Um, of course they could have been, they could have been better. You know, my, my, my good buddy, Emma Smith won three Super Bowls. Um, you know, and I would have loved to always tease him, you know, man, I would have loved to have gotten at least one of those. You know, but um, but it didn't happen. You know, um, it's one of those things that uh, so many things have to go right for you. Um, but um, but all in all, you know, when I left, um, I was pretty, pretty content with it um, and and have just grown even more content uh, throughout the years. Hey, Barry, one last thing like Emmett in regards to Emmett, maybe you kind of look maybe you have a little bit of envy about those rings, man. You're about winning. You're about the ring, but not the all time rushing record, which you would have had. I mean. You never know what's going to happen, but we know you because even in your rookie year, when you had the rushing title wrapped up, you took yourself out of the game. So the records were never about the thing. Is that not something you look at that all time rushing record? Is that clearly that was not important to you? Why not? Well, I would have to say, I mean, it, w- it wasn't the most important thing. Of course, you know, um, being able to eclipse Walter would have been tremendous, um, you know, and, and you remember during those times, you know, Walter was fighting for his life. Um, when I retired, um, you know, and, and, and obviously he's a childhood hero. Uh, and I was very much aware of, of how close I was to the record, but, but at the same time to me, you know, um, being second place to Walter Payton, uh, what wasn't all bad, you know? And so that's kind of how I thought about it. Um, you know, and, and, and in my mind, being in that conversation, um, is still a tremendous honor. Um, and, uh, you know, and Emmett Smith is well-deserving of it. You know, he, he put in the years and the time to be able to get it. 
Um, you know, and it's not a given that you're going to get it under any circumstances. Um, you know, and so, and so I was, I was glad to finish behind, uh, or at least, at least content finishing behind Emmett Smith and, and Walter Payton. That is a really powerful response. A really powerful response. Barry Sanders, my guest, the subject of a brand new documentary. Now, this drops today. It's called The Greatest Mystery in Sports History. Bye Bye Barry. It debuts today on Prime Video, also in association with NFL Films. I've already seen it. I got the advanced copy. It is a great, great watch. You absolutely should check it out. Barry, really great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. The doc is awesome, and it's always good to get caught up with you, Barry. Thank you. Great seeing you, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Okay, take care. Take care. Great talking to you, Barry. Always appreciate the relationship and the conversations we've had. Barry Sanders. How about that line about maybe in part he didn't want that record because Walter was his guy. And he was fine. He was content. Huge call brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, offering convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Place your order at OReillyAuto.com and pick up them at your local store. Have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Well, that was great. My thanks to Barry Sanders. Legend. Andrew Whitworth did a great job. The big head, James Kelly. He and I are both going to ride with Kansas City and lay the points. Minus two and a half. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. We're out.